At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix Finder, only at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as you've got some college basketball conference tournament finals that are set. We're going to be hitting those here in a second, but I'll alert you guys that in about 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by Kobe Dent. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're talking some college basketball, and we're talking some XFL with them, as we also saw a very interesting week in the XFL as well, which, if you haven't checked it out yet, honestly, the action has been relatively good, unlike some of these leagues, like, still remember the Alliance of American Football League, the good old AAF. That was pretty brutal. The quarterback play in this league has been significantly better, so we'll get some of its thoughts on what we saw in Week 3, Turn it forward to some of the openers that we are getting on week four. And then obviously got to talk some college basketball in this hour as well. So we've got you guys covered with a little bit of everything tonight here on the experience. And how about if we experience some conference tournament finals as we've got some initial openers from DraftKings on both the Sunbelt tournament and the SoCon. Let's start out with the Sunbelt since it's listed a little bit earlier in the Las Vegas rotation 865-866. It is going to be Louisiana Lafayette and South Alabama doing battle. Louisiana Lafayette is actually minus 105 on the money line. This is a pick'em game, but you're able to get a little bit of cheaper juice on Louisiana. You have to lay minus 115 on South Alabama, and your total on this game is 145. This just, to me, makes no sense. Last time these two teams played, Louisiana won by 10. 
Louisiana has not lost since then. And now here they are in a pick game where they're getting a little bit less juice. I recognize that South Alabama has been able to play some better basketball, but I don't know what to make out of this. Like with South Alabama, certainly you've got Kevin Samuel down low. is able to give you nine rebounds per game. But Jordan Brown is a former McDonald's All-American that began his career at Nevada and Arizona. Like this guy has been dominant. He's been able to give you 19 points, throws in there eight and a half rebounds, a little bit over a block per contest, and he shoots better than 30% at the free throw line, which is more than what can be said for our good friend Kevin Samuel. And then you've been able to have some good headline players be able to knock down some threes for South Alabama. As you've had Owen White be able to give you nine points, four boards, a little bit of a dirty player as well, but he's been able to shoot about 40% from three-point range. You've been able to get some relatively good contributions as well as some like a Jamario Brown, who's been, or Judah Brown, who's been able to shoot about 40% from three-point range himself. It's all based around what you're able to get on the flip side, though, for Louisiana taking care of the ball. They do a nice job just turning the ball over 12 times per contest. They've got Themis Folks, who's done an amazing job doling out six assists per game, and he gets other guys involved. Kentrell Garnett has been able to shoot right around 42% from three-point range. You've been able to get some relatively good contributions as well out of Greg Williams. 14 points, four boards. He's able to shoot north of 40% from three-point range as well. This just, to me, feels like a little bit of an off-kilter number, especially with Kevin Samuel being the lone guy for this South Alabama team that gives you north of four rebounds per game. Meanwhile, you've got Terrence Lewis, the second, who's been able to give you right around six boards per contest. He's not a guy that's going to go out there and bomb a bunch of threes or anything like that, but... This Louisiana team, they just feel a little bit more well-rounded. It's a Louisiana team that turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. Doesn't necessarily compare with South Alabama. South Alabama entered into Sunday 85th in the country with that regard, probably going up a little bit with their performance against James Madison. But this Louisiana defense has been bent down the hatches at just the right time. They have given up 64 points or fewer in each of their last three games, starting with that game against South Alabama. For that matter, they have given up, it doesn't sound like much, but 74 points or fewer now each out of their last six games. They go up against the South Alabama team as right around 280th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. And for South Alabama, their top scoring option just really doesn't shoot it well from three-point range. They brought in from the non-D1 level a really good contributor in Isaiah Moore has been able to stuff the stat sheet. 1.3 steals, 4.5 assists, 18.5 points per game. Also entered into yesterday shooting 19% from three-point range. So, I don't know. This just feels like a number that should be bigger in terms of Louisiana. I set them as a four-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to take them out right on the money line. When it comes to this total, I set mine at more around a 140 as well. It's a Louisiana team that is playing some significantly better defense. It should be a very slow-tempo game, especially with this being game number three in the last three days for both of these teams. So, I'm diving under, and I'm going to be taking a look at Louisiana on this very favorable pick line. Now let's take a look at Chattanooga and Furman for the SoCon title. 867-868 on the betting board. You had Chattanooga as a 7.5-point underdog, and your total is 157.5. I had to downgrade Furman just a little bit for the fact that they had to play overtime. That takes a little bit more out of you. Now, Chattanooga played the later game, so technically, if you want to take a look at a rest advantage, you get two, two and a half hours of extra rest for Furman, but they did have to log a few more minutes, and you do have to wonder how much it's going to linger in the minds of Furman that they had a 19-point lead against Western Carolina, and they very nearly got sent packing. That's just 
less than savory to say the least, and for Chattanooga. What you've got with this team is a seven-footer by the name of Jake Stevens, and he's one of the best specimens that you're going to find in all of college basketball. This guy at seven feet tall gives you 20 points, 10 rebounds, two and a half blocks, and shoots 40% from three-point range. That's absolutely ridiculous. What else is ridiculous is how ridiculously bad this Chattanooga defense has been in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They are clocking in right around about 280th. That is not good, to say the least. They need to beef up on that front, but it's a Chattanooga team as a collective. They're shooting nearly 38% from three-point range. They've done a great job on the offensive side of things. Problem is, this Furman team is even better with regards to their offense. You take a look at Furman, number five in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, and it travels. They average 111.1 points per one-hour possessions when they are away from home. It's a Furman defense that certainly has given up a little bit as well. Entering into Sunday, they were between 150th and 160th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, but you got a guy that's able to go off for a triple-double on any given night. That'd be Jalen Slauson, 17.5 points, 7.5 boards, 3.5 assists, a block, a steal per game, shoots it well from three-point range, and you've got really good balanced three-point shooting out of this Furman team. Mike Bothwell is able to give you about 18 points per game. Garrett Hines shoots in the 30s from three-point range. You've also been able to get right around 11 points per contest, a little bit of facilitation as well out of someone like a Mason Foster, so you're able to go down the list and these guys have all been able to contribute. I do think the Furman is the more well-rounded team, but at the same time, I do think that Jake Stevens being able to stay with this team, being able to come back from injury, I think that that is massive. You've got Jamal Johnson, someone who transferred in from the SEC. He's been able to contribute about 13 points per game as well. I do think that this is going to be a game that is going to be throttled back a little bit because last time these two teams played with Jake Stevens in the fold because Jake Stevens missed nearly a month due to injury. So, I think that that's very big, trying to compare the last game where he was on the full would just not be fair. But last time these two teams played, it was on the home floor, I believe, of Furman. That was a game in which Furman was able to get the job done by a count of 76-69. to 69. I do think that we're probably going to get something relatively similar here, but I did have to downgrade Furman just a tad for the fact that they did play in an overtime game. I do think that they're going to be a little bit more tired as a result. That should slow down the tempo in this game, and... It's not like you're dealing with a pair of teams that were running it and gunning it to start out with. It's a Chattanooga team that in terms of total possessions per game this year, they're right around 168th. And for Furman, they entered into Sunday, and this is going to go up just due to the fact that they played an overtime game at 158th. So a circumstance where I'm going to be willing to take the under. I set my total at 148, and with Furman, I made them a favor to six points, so I'm going to be willing to take the points that I'm seeing to go along with this total under We've also got ourselves some colonial action as well. And in my opinion, the best team outside of the WCC that we're going to be seeing on display on Monday is the College of Charleston. And they're going to be facing off with Towson. This is from Washington, D.C., 863-864 on the board. Charleston is a six-point favorite on the DraftKings opener. And your total it is 147.5 with this College of Charleston bunch. They just do such a good job of being well-rounded. You've got essentially nine different guys that play in a rotation. You don't necessarily have that one guy that is able to do an absolutely incredible job of giving you like 30 plus points or anything like that, but they're a team that I alluded to a little bit in our number one. They just know who they are. They brought in a few pieces like Ryan Larson, their main point guard with a little bit over four assists per game, 
by the transfer portal. But these guys have been together. They've been through the rigors. Meanwhile, you've got to tell us the team that they were able to pick up the pieces from the Jason Gibson injury. You could tell that it took them a little bit of a while. They, they do have one of the most well-rounded players at the mid-major level in Cam Holden. He's holding it down in darn near everything. 14 points, 7 boards, steal and a half for contest, 4.5 assists per game. He had a triple-double about a month or so ago in a game for Towson. With that said, though, he does shoot below 30% from three-point range. It is a Towson team that has also been cranking up their tempo a little bit towards the middle part of the season. This team was a bottom 30 team in terms of total possessions per game. With Towson over the last five games, they've been playing at a rate of about five to six more possessions per game than the rest of the season, so they're up above the top 300 in terms of total possessions per game. College of Charleston, they're looking to grip it and rip it. This is a College of Charleston team that ranks in the top 50 in terms of total possessions per game, but they block you down on defense. They entered into uh, Sunday 24th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. That number is going to be going even higher upward in terms of their ranking because, well, they allowed Stony Brook to score 52 points. It was just a overmatched Stony Brook team, to say the least. But this College of Charleston team, they're good on the offensive glass. Despite the fact that they play fast, they only turn the ball over about 12.2 times for contest. This is just too much versatility, in my opinion, for Towson to match up with. I did set my line at 7.5. Last time these two teams squared off, it was Charleston. Was able to get a win by a count of 83 to 75. I think that's a little bit lower scoring. I think Charleston gets it done again. Somebody told 146 half, diving under, one delay with Charleston. And coming up next, let's take a look at some XFLs. Kobe Dant of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He joins me to recap week three and turn it forward to week four right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your place to be for a hockey and NHL action and NBA action as Bet Rivers has you covered with every line on and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Eason, the Sports Bank Network, and great to be joined by Kobe Dan. He does a great job over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I know that he does one for college basketball called the College Experience. Also does one for the XFL as well. And Kobe, fresh shaven today for those that are watching on Visa.com, YouTube TV. And always do appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's March. You know, had to, you know, had to change it up. Absolutely. Get in that March shave because... It's going to be growing up because there's going to be so much stress with our brackets and everything like that, that we're not going to have time to shave. So I do like the approach there. It is one that has been tried and true and something that is tried and true with regards to the XFL is taking anything north of a touchdown because north of a touchdown underdogs are now one and zero in the XFL as Orlando guardians and Arlington renegades played a let's call it what it is. Or we said game on Sunday of 10 to nine, but what were some of your biggest takeaways in the XFL? Because we did see underdogs on Sunday go just one and two with the lone one coming through being honestly the team that I deemed the worst in the XFL in the, in the guardians. I mean, I was on the guardians on this show. You know, I took them yes, on the money. I took them on the money line too. And I thought I was, I still feel like I was on the right side of it, even though they didn't want win the game They they, uh, they covered for me, but they almost outgained uh, the Renegades by a hundred yards. So even though I think both teams are terrible, and we now know for sure, I think that both teams are terrible. Uh, I, I thought the Guardians was the right side of it, as far as even the money line too. But uh, no, besides that, the whole week, I thought DCU did what what I thought they would do. I thought Greg Williams would force you know uh, St. Louis into some bad turnovers. And, uh, you know, I feel like I got a little fortunate on the Seattle side of things, but knowing how the first two weeks went with them, I feel like, uh, I, I can, I can, I'm okay with that then because yeah, that was a crazy game. Josh Gordon, that was the most entertaining game. I think, I mean, even though, I mean, offensive explosion, big, biggest offensive out- output we've seen in the history of the XFL. Yep. With Ben DiNucci going to Josh Gordon, that was just Absolutely incredible to take a look at. And how do you view the Sea Dragons team right now? Because clearly in that game against the Vipers, it came out that they leave a little bit of something to be desired on defense. But I do deem them now as really head and shoulders that best offense in the XFL just because that Danucci to Gordon connection 
it is looking really good right now. We saw that on display with that 60 plus yard TD. Yes. And look, they, they were, I had a future on them just because of June Jones preseason. I got, I got into uh, Seattle and DC, but they were the best offense, even though they were Owen two, they were the only offense that really put up 300 plus yards per game in both games. This next, uh, you know, this past week, they put up 519 yards of total offense, 8.2 yards of play. I do believe they're still the best, you know, probably the best team like Houston. Okay. It's hard to go against what they're doing right now because they're undefeated, but I think Seattle is going to be a problem from here out. And I, I, I like their chances. You know, I know DC's playing great and they have that great home field environment, but I think Seattle's a team that can beat anybody. And do you still feel the same way about the Washington DC home field advantage as well as we saw DC be able to get it done against the St. Louis Battlehawks by a count of 34 to 28. And I know you were saying that there's one true home advantage in the XFL. It is the, uh, it is in DC. And I found it very hilarious that you said that. And I was thinking in the back of my mind when I was watching this, man, he was right. when we saw that big giant beer snake go down and people throwing lemons on the field. Oh, I, those are probably my friends that threw the lemons on the field. Yeah. I, I grew up in that area. That area is football deprived, man. For a long time, whether it was Dan Snyder or whether perhaps, you know, whether it was the name change, so they, they, they're just hungry for football. I do think that's a legit advantage. Although I, I do expect St. Louis to be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty packed next week when they, fo- when they uh, host their first home game. But DC, I still think is a team. I was surprised the Eric King didn't get in the game more, but. Greg Williams' defense is opportunistic. They're, they're going to make plays. I think it's the best defense in the whole league. I know Houston can, can argue that, but I, I they've, they've been making plays left and right, and I think that gives them a chance. And I, I still would like to see them develop De'Aaron King more. It was good to see Jordan Tamu have a have a good day, but uh, yeah, I think there there are you could argue DC is the best team in the league too. And I would say that in a losing effort, I was honestly a little bit more impressed by the St. Louis BattleHawks in this game than in your their two wins because they were very fortunate to claw out those two wins and you just mentioned it the dc defenders they might have the best defense in the xfl so living up to that moniker but i mean aj mccarron looked very legit in this game i know that he made a few mistakes but for st louis this was far from a bad loss going to what we both deem as the both as the best home field advantage in the xfl and putting up 28 points on the defenders for sure. Uh, I mean, if you take away those turnovers, who knows how that outcome goes? My one concern, though, is they don't run the ball well. Just 3.3 yards a rush this past week. But yeah, I would say it's their best performance. And the irony here is that they lost this one. The other two weeks, they kind of looked like a team that somehow got it together in the final five minutes of the game, but didn't look great the whole game. And this one, they did have their best uh, best performance. I I agree. Like for the whole game, I would say. The team looked the best I've ever seen it look. However, they made too many turnovers and they still haven't ran the ball well. That that sticks out to me. That is something that is of concern. And is it concerning enough for you to not take them this week because they're going to be playing against the Renegades on Sunday? And on the opener that I'm seeing at Circa, this is as of about five minutes ago, so very fresh. I am right now seeing the Battlehawks as a three-point home favorite in their first game, as you mentioned, in St. Louis. Where do you stand on this game? Because I do think that it's fascinating. You mentioned the run game issues, but I do think that AJ McCarron is one of the best quarterbacks in this league. 
Yeah, and this place is going to be packed. Um, you know, St. Louis, much like D.C., even though I know D.C. still technically has a football team, they've been deprived as well. They get their team taken to Los Angeles. I expect this place to be cra- or, or to be packed. But I actually do believe that that Arlington is the worst team. I, I they're playing Arlington, right? This this that, the Renegades. The, yep. Yeah, and and uh, Arlington, Arlington. Sloter doesn't matter if it's Sloter or Plitt. They've been terrible on offense. I think they have the worst offensive line in the league. And so I, I love the Battlehawks taking them down. And they're not being priced as the worst team in the XFL. Is that still the Guardians? The Guardians were able to cover the number here on Sunday. They hold within a point. And now they're a seven and a half point underdog against the Roughnecks, which I recognize that the Roughnecks are the better team in this spot, but Seven and a half does feel a little bit too lofty for a guardian team that they have not been able to move the ball on offense at all. Let's call it what it is. But the defense showed a little bit of a pulse today. Maybe it was due to the competition that they were playing, but I was a little bit hardened. And I do think that seven and a half is a little bit of disrespect. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they stick with Paxton Lynch at the quarterback position, because the offense just still struggled. I mean, yes, it was the better offense today, Eight, but but meanwhile, Houston and A.J. Smith, I feel like that offense is thriving. They had 374 yards of offense tonight, and uh, I actually think if I had to lean anywhere, I'd lean Houston there uh, just just because I, I, I need to know if they're going to switch up the, the quarterback position for the Guardians because I, I, I have questions. I don't think Paxton Lynch is a guy that can win you games. And I do feel like I might be going mano a mano with our good friend Dave Tooley on the network because Dave... He is going to be on the San Antonio Brahmas plus three. I take a look at the Sea Dragons, though, laying three points at home against the Brahmas, and I'm right there with you on this offense. Ben DiNucci to Josh Gordon, a very good connection with the Sea Dragons. I honestly was a little bit disappointed by them first few weeks. It felt like things were able to get in motion, and I do think that with the Sea Dragons, they've got the most upside of any team in the league, and being at home in Seattle, I think they should be able to get the job done and cover this three. Oh yeah. I like that. You know, obviously you got to pay attention to the weather with them running the run and shoot. If they, if they have rain, that'd be a little concerning, but Jack Cohn, I get it. His completion percentage has been fantastic, but when you're averaging 3.2 yards of completion, which is what he did this past, this past week. Uh, and, and the week before wasn't great either. I, I just got concerns. They don't really stretch the field well with, with uh, the Brahmas. So, yeah, I, I think Seattle is going to be uh, the team to beat moving forward. I think that offense speaks for itself. Putting up that many yards of offense all three weeks now, uh, you're going to see the cream rise to the top. I do think so as well. And, Kobe, we've got one other game that is going to be happening on in the XFL on Sunday. We're going to hit this one on the other side. It is the Vegas Vipers and the D.C. Defenders with the Defenders opening up as a five-point favorite. Total on that game is 140.5. So I'll get your thoughts there. But, Kobe, I know that you also do an amazing job with college basketball. And we've got ourselves a nice slate for Monday. We've got a couple of bids to the NCAA tournament that are going to be passed out. We've got a few conference tournaments that are in their semifinals, so we're going to be talking about that and so much more with Kobe Dant of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network next on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get everything that you need to bet the madness this year for just $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every single game and every single round of the tournament. The only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our betting splits, plus our big dance bracket, plus betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every single tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and apparently this guy named Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for just $19, and that is at VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the sports betting network, that schmuck will be making some contributions to the guide, so... We're going to try to make you guys as much money as seemingly possible. And Kobe Dant, he does an amazing job as well of taking a look at college basketball. We're going to do so in a minute. First things first, we're going to get your thoughts, though, on the XFL game that's coming up for week four. DC Defenders and the Vegas Vipers. Vegas is a five-point underdog heading over to DC. How do you view this game? Because with Vegas, even though you had the Ben DiNucci show going on, in the game that we saw in week three, they were able to do a relatively solid job of holding in there. I do have still a few question marks with their offense, but I do feel like this is a relatively fair line and it might be getting a little bit too disrespectful for Vegas, especially if it goes past his five. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, I know they just played. We got to see this game, what, at Cashman Field just, uh, just what, uh, 10 days ago or something, but uh you know, that game was in the rain and I see the forecast. Now I know a lot can change in a, in a week, but I see that they're calling for rain all Sunday in DC. I think that favors DC. That was my analysis with the Vegas game, knowing that it was going to be in, in great weather. The Vegas rush defense has not been good this year. Their defense in general, I don't think has been great. DC is a run first team. So I think that favors DC right there. And I also think Greg Williams' defense is an opportunistic defense that creates havoc and turnovers. And uh, I, I just like DC, the home field advantage. I think, I think laying D, uh, laying the points with DC is still the play for me. Now, if it creeps up to six, seven, maybe I reassess. But right now, give me DC minus the point. And would you maybe perhaps take a look at the 40 and a half total under? That would be appealing to me. I, I think right there, we saw it. We saw it What uh, in Vegas at Cashman Field what, eight days ago. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I would say, especially knowing, you know, Vegas, their, their, their lone away game, I think in Vegas was, uh, was in, in, in a dome. So they're going to have to go over to DC where the weather is supposed to be cold and rainy. If that holds up, I love the under. Absolutely. I think that we're in lockstep on that one. I'm a little bit more skittish on the spread, but getting a 40 and a half total under, I do think that that's some relatively good value. And, Let's try to find some value on the college basketball board for this Monday as well as let's first hit on the two games that are out here on the West Coast. You, much like myself, out here in the Pacific time zone. And we've got Gonzaga in San Francisco that is going to be rounding out the night on Monday with Gonzaga opening up a 12.5 point favorite. They are now between a 14 to a 15 point favorite. I'm not sure how you view this game, but I thought at 12.5, honestly, you had a little bit of value with Gonzaga. Now that this has gone up, especially to the 15 that I'm seeing at Circa, it's just a little bit too lofty. Recognize that San Francisco got blown out the second time these two teams played, but the first time around, that was a relatively nip-and-tuck game, and for San Francisco, 
This is a team that's able to bury some threes. I think that 15, 14 and a half, it's getting a little bit too high on Gonzaga. Yeah, we see eye to eye here. I think if anything, I thought, you know, San Francisco probably better than their record. I feel like, uh, you know, certain games I've seen them, I thought they were a pretty good basketball team. Uh, Gonzaga's already in the NCAA tournament. Yes, I know they're playing for a championship. They're playing for better seeding. I just think it's too many points. I think, you know, Shabazz, Roberts, the uh, Washington State transfer, they're too good. They're too good uh, to to lose by, to get blown out. Now, at the kennel, I can understand that. But that's just too big of a line for me, I think. Uh, Give me the Dons and the points there. Yep, we're in agreement on that one. And then how about if we take a look at St. Mary's versus BYU? BYU open up as a seven-point underdog. We've seen this go to anywhere between six and six half. We're seeing a divide in the market, and I think this is moving the wrong way. I like St. Mary's in this spot. I recognize that BYU was able to hold it close the last time these two teams played, but BYU had to go nine of 19 from three-point range in order to do so. I don't think that that lightning is going to be striking twice in this one. St. Mary's just does an incredible job of locking down with their defense. I felt like this line should have been closer to eight, so now that we're getting a discount, I'm in on St. Mary's. I mean, you make a lot of good points. I, I tend to, to like the teams that have been playing. I think that's an advantage. There's the rhythm to it. And St. Mary's has had quite a long layoff. I, I think BYU can cover this. I think Mark Pope also, you know, uh, I think he's an underrated coach. So I think he'll be able to to game plan up and and, and play to BYU's strengths and, and, and be able to, to cover this. I even think there's value on them being able to win the game outright. Just the fact that they've been in the rhythm. You see it with the NFL playoffs. You see it with uh, the play-in teams in March Madness where they can make a run. How many times have we seen a playoff te- or a, a, a play-in game, whether it's Syracuse or Tennessee or VCU, go deep? I think there's a benefit to playing the games. So I like BYU's chances. And BYU, the best defense in the WCC, aside from St. Mary's as well. So they're certainly the best defense that Vince Bunch is going to see, although I will say WCC, as we both know, there was really no defense being played outside of St. Mary's all year long in that conference. And these are a pair of teams that they are going to be in rhythm because and to play their way to be able to get to the title, South Alabama and Louisiana. And right now with Louisiana, they're in a pick game where their juice is minus 105 on the money line against South Alabama. The total has gone down to about 144.5. I think this is a really strange line because these two teams met up to end the regular season. Louisiana won that game by 10. South Alabama has really been able to get a nice run, but they got outdone on the offensive glass by 10. Now they have to go up against a former McDonald's All-American in Jordan Brown. I think that history is going to repeat itself, and I'd like Louisiana to be able to get to the NCAA tournament. Oh, this is, this is I think, one of the harder games. I was surprised that, uh, well, I had a future on Texas State, so I was, I was a bit disappointed today. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a great game. South Alabama, it's been the tale of two seasons. I feel like the second half of the season, they've played so much better. And they actually have a little bit of a crowd there at this stadium. I guess Pensacola, Florida, a little bit of an advantage towards South Alabama. Uh, That's enough for me. I think South Alabama has been the hotter team in the second. I understand they lost. I understand the height is an issue, but I do believe in the momentum that South Alabama has been building uh, throughout the season that they take great care of the basketball. I think they're, they're uh, like a top 20 team in protecting the ball. So uh, I think that's enough for me to say, and, and give me that little bit of a home edge for South Alabama to go dancing tomorrow. And this one I do find to be very fascinating as well. It's the Chattanooga versus Furman game because Furman was in 
full control of that game against Western Carolina. They were up 19 points, and then they got pushed to overtime. Meanwhile, for Chattanooga, you want to talk about momentum, getting a guy who's 7 feet tall that shoots 40% from 3 to come back at just the right time, I would consider that to be quite a bit of momentum in Jake Stevens. Right now, I'm seeing the line at 7.5, not really wanting Chattanooga outright here, but I do think that this is a little bit too lofty of a number, and I did have to downgrade Furman just a little bit for the fact that they went to overtime on Sunday just because it does cause for a little bit more tiredness. Not sure where you stand on this one, but I do think that with Furman, especially them having to play an extra five minutes, that takes a little bit out of them. Yeah, and, and you know, I have a future for, for Chattanooga plus 1,200 to win the SoCon, so I was asked if I was going to hedge. No, I think Jake Steven... I think Jake Stevens is the guy. I think Jake Stevens is all the difference. He's been out for quite a while. I like Chattanooga plus the points and I'm taking it on the money line. I think, I think Dan Earl's a good coach. I like the, the Stevens advantage. I, I don't know that they can match really well with Jake Stevens. So Chattanooga, I got dancing tomorrow. I do think that they need to play a little bit more defense, but I do think that Furman also playing an overtime game that should throttle down the tempo just a little bit. And when you've got a guy who's seven feet tall, is able to give you multiple blocks, is able to can threes. That is something that I do like as well. Something else I do like is Charleston. I haven't taken a ton of favorites in the segment that we've been doing, but I'm willing to lay the six with College of Charleston. They're playing against Towson. Last time these two teams played, Towson shot really well from three and still wasn't able to cover a six, six and a half like we're seeing right now. And with Charleston, just a very well-rounded group that needs this win because they're right now squarely on the NCAA tournament bubble. Not sure where you stand, but I'm going to lay six with Charleston. I'm on the other side of this one. I think it's a bad matchup for Charleston. Charleston, they did cover that line. That was, that was at Charleston Stadium, though, and that place was packed, and I believe the crowd had a big part of the momentum in that game. I watched that game, and I thought, you know, Towson was up for a lot of that game. Well, this one's in Washington, D.C., and even though I do think Charleston might travel decently, Towson is very close to Washington, D.C., so I expect this to be a Towson crowd, and I think this this is the time they get them. I think, this, I think they're a live dog to beat to beat Charleston tomorrow, but I'm taking them with the points. I didn't, uh, I didn't play the money line, but give me Towson to get the upset. It is the best time of year, and Kobe does amazing work at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And in the final segment, I give you my DK Nation pick for this Monday in college basketball. Here on the Greg Peterson Experience, I'm Vison, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for hockey and NBA action. Bet Rivers has you covered with every line item boost. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. It's the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience on this Late Sunday, early Monday, right here on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. If you're listening live, you're getting a replay of the Greg Peterson experience. Meanwhile, if you're listening to a replay at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, follow the money with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. It's going to be in full effect. I'm sure that they're going to be recapping what was a wild weekend in the UFC. You saw a 300-to-1 shot hit in golf. We've got a lot of college basketball with it being a week until we get the bracket. So... They're going to have no shortage of fun and frivolity that is coming up. So that is going to be terrific. And here to warm things up, hopefully we're going to be able to give you guys a few winners here in the final segment, taking a look at the college basketball board as we hit my DK and Shabik to lead things off. 871, 872 on the betting board. It is UW-Milwaukee. They play also Cleveland State. And Cleveland State is the three-point favorite despite the fact that they are the team that is the lower seed. And... This is going to be a game out there in Indianapolis, Indiana, with your total between 147.5 and 148.5. A circumstance where we've seen the total go down a little bit, but I still see a little bit of value on the under. I did set my total at a 147, like the 148.5, a little bit better, and those are starting to dry up, but still do like this total under. You got a pair of opposite tempos as Cleveland State outside the top 225 in terms of total possessions per game. It'll be Milwaukee. They're looking to run it and gun it. They are 17th of the country in terms of total possessions per game. But with UW-Milwaukee, they do a nice job of being able to rebound by committee going up against a Cleveland State team that, well, they don't do a good job of denying second chances as 
Cleveland State, in a road-slash-neutral court environment, are allowing opponents to grab 34.4% of their misses as offensive rebounds. That ranks 355th out of 363 D1 teams. UW-Milwaukee has also been rather bad with regards to their defensive rebound rate. They're in the bottom one arm with this regard as well, but certainly not quite that as we're seeing with Cleveland State. And for UW-Milwaukee, really good balance and a by-committee approach. With regards to the rebounding, uh, their top six scores, five of them do grab at least 4.3 rebounds per game. You do have a Cleveland State team that is relatively well-rounded as well. Tristan Iranura, he's able to do a solid job, giving you right around 13 points, six and a half rebounds per game. And then Drew Lauder, Tay Williams throw in there as well as Deshaun Parker. These three guys will give you between 9 and 11 points per game. Parker does a good job of being able to dole out the ball for a relatively efficient Cleveland State team that has been winning the turnover battle all season long. For Parker, four assists per game, doesn't shoot it to really save his life from three-point range at Cleveland State, a bottom 50 team in terms of three-point shooting percentage overall, but it is a Cleveland State team that only turns the ball over right around 11 to 11 half times per game. Meanwhile, in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis, one away from home, Cleveland State, 17th in the country. That is an issue against a UW-Milwaukee team as 346th in the country in terms of possessions that end in a turnover, and we saw that when these two teams played during the regular season. These two teams hooked up twice. UW-Milwaukee lost the turnover battle across those two games by seven, but they also won the rebounding battle by seven as well. So they were able to make do with that. And you've got a UW-Milwaukee team that was able to pull out the win both times. And a big reason why they've got the best overall score out there on the floor. His name is BJ Freeman, who overall for the season has been able to do a nice job, averaging 17 points, 5.2 rebounds, 3 assists per game. But ever since New Year's Eve, in an 18-game span, UW-Milwaukee is 13-5, and and Freeman is the direct reason why. In this time span, Freeman averaging 21.9 points, 6 rebounds, 3.9 assists, and he shoots volume, 8.23s per game, and he shoots 36.1% from 3-point range. He has been absolutely incredible in the two games that the team has played against Cleveland State. He's had a combined 55 points on 8 at 17 three-point shooting as well. So the best score out there on the floor, that is the way of UW-Milwaukee in this one. I do think that is going to be very important as well. And I mentioned Cleveland State's three-point shooting woes. First two games that these two teams have squared off against one another, Cleveland State shot just 7 of 38 from three-point range. And overall, their road slash neutral court three-point shooting percentage 343rd in all of college basketball. They always say that it's difficult to knock off a team three times. Well, we've got a full decade of data via Jordan Sperber at Hoops Vision. I believe it's 69 and Hoops Vision 68. And he does a really good job of laying this out. From 2010 to 2019, in all the meetings involving teams that had won twice and then hooked up for a third time in college basketball, the team that had went 2-0, they went 8-56 and 3-38 in that time span, just straight up. That is a win percentage of 72%. I think UW-Milwaukee is going to keep that trend going. I think UW-Milwaukee should be the favorite. I am going to be writing up for DK Nation the money line of UW-Milwaukee right now. Seeing that at most places, anywhere between about a plus 125 to a plus 130, depending upon where you're shopping. So I do like the money line and UW-Milwaukee to get this win outright. Also did semi-total at a 147. So you're at 147 after 148.5. Also going to be diving under. How about if we had this game out in the Colonials? I do find it very fascinating 
to take a look at this Temple War. 861-862 on the betting board. It is Hofstra, and they're going to be playing against UNC Wilmington. This is out at the Entertainment Sports Arena in Washington, D.C. And with Hofstra, they open up a six-point favor with your total 135.5. With Hofstra, this team has really been batting down the hatches with their defense. They have given up north of 70 points twice in this calendar year. Hofstra was a pretty anemic defense towards the beginning part of the season. They've been a top 35 defense in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis since the turn of the calendar. So they've done a nice job there. They go up against a UNC Wilmington team that is in the bottom 65 nationally in terms of total possessions per game, and a UNC Wilmington team that I think is going to be able to have a little bit of success on the glass. If there's one weakness with this Hofstra team, it's at the pride. They don't have a single guy that really gives you north of 5.3 rebounds per game, and Aaron Estrada does it all. He gives the team. Those right around five rebounds per game. Chips in there, five assists. 20-plus points per game. Shoots right around 40% for three. And Officer has a hole. They're one of the best three-point shooting teams that you're going to find in all of college basketball. But UNC Wilmington entered into Sunday, 74th in the country. It turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. Might go up a tad after their performance against Drexel. But this team has been able to do a nice job on defense. And Terzarian White, I think, is going to be able to do a good job of winning the battle on the glass. He's registering 13.5 points, 5.5 rebounds per game. But it's a UNC Wilmington team where the hole is greater than some of its parts. From there, you've got so many guys that make good contributions, like a Malik Harden-Hayes, who's been able to do a nice job. He gives you right around 9.5 points. He's able to shoot darn near 40% from three-point range. Donovan Newby is able to give you 7.5 points. He shoots it well from three-point range. Shaikim Phillips, Jamari Thomas, these guys that give you between 7 and 8 points per game. Meanwhile, for Hofstra, Tyler Thomas, He's been a big giant help to Mr. Estrada. He's been able to give the team 16 points per contest. Last time these two teams hooked up, it was 70-46. to 46. Officer was able to get it done. I fully expect UNC Wilmington to shoot a little bit better in this game than they did the first time around. But Thomas was a leading scorer in that game. He's been able to give the team 16 points per game. And though you don't necessarily have that one guy that's able to give you a bunch of rebounds, for this officer team, you do have four separate guys that do give you at least 4.4 rebounds per game. Mentioned one in Estrada. You've also got Darlson Dunbar, Nelson Boyachi Idiom, along with Walt Williams, all these, or Warren Williams. All these guys give between four and a half and five rebounds per game. So they've been able to do a nice, solid job on that spot. And you've got Jaquan Carlos, who's also been a very good facilitator for officer as well. Officer does a good job of not getting out of sorts, being able to take care of the ball. Only about 10 and a half turnovers for them. UNC Wilmington is a team that does a very good job not beating themselves about 11.8 turnovers as well. I do think that this is going to be closer than when these two teams met when it was a 70-46 to 46 final. I do think that it's going to be a little bit more of a low-scoring slog. Hofstra, they themselves outside the top 200 in terms of total possessions per game. So I like the under in the spot. Set it at a 130.5 my total. And with my spread, I set this more around 5.5 with Hofstra. So 6 or more. My boy, my buy point on UNC Wilmington. And I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. And how about if we give you guys my pro tip here for this show? Visa.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport. And it's something I talked about a little bit in hour number two with our, with our good friend in Albert Wynn, who does great work over at Action Network. If you're taking a look at some of these futures on conference tournaments, and we've got a lot of the rambunctious ones that are going to be coming up within the next 48 or so hours involving the power conferences, instead of just taking out a future, look at a money line rollover. This is just where you bet 
the unit that you would on the future. Instead, you take the money line of the team that you like in the first game and you just roll it over and roll it over. Not only are you going to be able to get a better payout, but if you get some sort of an unexpected injury, something unforeseen happens, you get a bad matchup, you're able to walk away from the table with your winnings as well. And two men that do an absolutely amazing job, they're never out due to injury. They're always available. They're always firing all cylinders. That'd be Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. Follow the money that comes your way 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.